This is World Cafe. I'm Raina Duris. Olivia Rodrigo is the kind of person who seems uniquely well-suited to being famous. She's talented and beautiful, yeah, but also, unlike lots of young celebrities before her, she seems to thrive in the high-pressure environment of being a star. She has the wide-eyed, excited energy of a person who's just won the lottery, but she's also smart. She knows what she's doing, and she's worked very hard to get to where she is. Olivia's had a massive few years, releasing her debut album Sour to both critical acclaim and commercial success. It won the Grammy for Best Pop Vocal Album, and the lead single Driver's License topped the Billboard Hot 100, broke streaming records, and was an international number one hit. And even though that all happened before her 21st birthday, Olivia Rodrigo has managed to keep her head above the hype and not only stay creative, but also live as normal a life as you can as a multi-platinum-selling Grammy-winning 20-year-old. She's back with her second album, another chart topper called Guts. Today, she joins me to talk about writing Guts and the road that got her here, including her gigs as a kid acting on Disney shows like Bizardvark and High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Those are gigs she says helped her become a better songwriter. Olivia also talks about how grateful she is for the support of her family, her fans, and how excited she is for her future, both musical and otherwise. Our conversation is in just a minute. First, from Guts, it's Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire. And every girl I ever talked to told me you were bad, bad news. You called them crazy. God, I hate the way I called them crazy too. You're so convincing. How do you lie without flinching? Paralyzing, tragic, but it's real Can't figure out just how you do it And God knows I never will And for me and not her Cause girls your age know better I've made some real big mistakes But you make the worst On World Cafe, that was Olivia Rodrigo with Vampire. It's from her new album, Guts. I'm Raina Duras, and I'm thrilled to have Olivia Rodrigo here with me today. Olivia, welcome to the World Cafe. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. That song was the first single that you released uh, after the massive success of your debut album, Sour. It is a huge, huge, huge song. It starts with the piano. It grows into this really intense track. And I would imagine that there's a certain level of pressure when it comes to trying to choose the first single for your second record. What was behind your decision to make Vampire that song that would mark your return? Yeah, I mean, there was an enormous amount of pressure. Um, At the time that I put out Vampire, I think I hadn't put out music in like two years-ish, which is kind of a long time. And Sour was so unexpectedly successful in such a wonderful way. But there was definitely a lot of voices in my head telling me like what the next thing should be. And, you know, what are people going to think of it? All the, you know, normal things that go through your head when you're doing a sophomore album. But um, yeah, I always really loved the song Vampire. I think it's a good introduction into Guts as a whole. I think it's a great first single because I think it's sort of 
you know, it, it has some elements uh, of songs um, from Sour. Uh, you know, it's kind of this piano ballad. It's a little bit of a heartbreak song, but I think it maybe had some more nuance and, you know, showed maybe a little bit more maturity um, than um, some of the songs on my first album. So it, it's a really special song to me and I'm, I'm happy that some people are resonating with it. That's all you can hope for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and your voice sounds phenomenal in it. Thank um, you. I, I want to talk a bit more about that pressure that comes with releasing the second album after a very successful debut. How did that pressure, because you mentioned, you know, trying to quiet those voices and things like that. How did it change the way that you wrote? I, I think I just had to learn how to A, just try to write music that I wanted to hear. That was just like my primary goal in the studio. I'm like, I don't care about beating anything that came before. I don't care about how it does on the charts or if the radio stations like it, whatever. Like, I just want to make something that I would love. And B, I think I really had to learn how to have discipline in, in, in the craft of songwriting. You know, it just, I just had to show up every day and, and write something, even if I didn't, you know, particularly feel like it. I think it really sharpened my skills um, as a songwriter having to do that. Yeah. What would it be like on a day when you walked in and you're like, I, I got nothing today? Would you just sit there and try? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens so often. I'm a big believer in um, <laughs> quantity. Like I'm a big quantity based songwriter. Sometimes I just, I like write so many bad songs and I think that's how you get to the good ones. I think just like showing the creative gods that you're there showing up, you know, ready to do the work goes a long way. It's like half the battle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there were certain days where I was in the studio where I would just kind of be petrified with fear and, and, you know, hearing all these voices in my head and feeling all this pressure that sometimes I kind of felt like I couldn't, couldn't really, um, you know, write or be as creative as I wanted to. And that's definitely a hurdle that I had to overcome while making this album. But yeah, it's, it's a, a good thing to know how to overcome, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, you worked with a uh, producer and songwriter, Daniel Nigro on Guts, and you worked with him on Sour. Uh, and, and it's just the two of you listed in the songwriting credits. Could you talk about what makes your chemistry with Daniel such a remarkable thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I love him. I think he's like my creative soulmate. I like love working with him and he has such great taste and I trust him so implicitly. Um, and also, uh, I think it was really such a godsend that I got to make the sophomore record with him because I made Sour with him. I made my first record with him. And so we kind of understood all of the pressures that I was facing because he was facing the exact same pressure, right. you know, so we were kind of in the same boat. Yeah. I definitely hear differences between your debut album and this one. I hear, you know, growth as an artist. For you, was there a moment on this album when you were making it where you really felt that change in evolution, where you were like, oh, I've never done that thing before. That was amazing. Yeah, I think when I wrote the song All American Bitch, I that's my favorite song on the record. I really love it. And I wrote it in my living room and I remember writing it and feeling like I really said what I wanted to say in that song. And, and I think it's kind of, musically more adventurous um, than my last album. I think I have a lot more confidence now than I did when I was 17 to sort of say what I want to say, however I want to say it, and, you know, explore different, you know, melodies and, you know, sonic textures and stuff like that. Let me quickly uh, reintroduce you. I'm talking to Olivia Rodrigo today on World Cafe. 
I'm so glad you mentioned the song All American Bitch because it was the next song that I wanted to play from the record. Oh, it, it's the opening track from Guts. Um, and there's a lot to unpack in here. And I, I picked out a couple lines. The line, I am built like a mother and a total machine, which I really love. Uh, the part about using Coca-Cola bottles only to curl your hair. And then the repeated part, uh, I'm grateful all the time. I'm sexy and I'm kind. I'm pretty when I cry. And you've said that this song expresses something that you've been trying to express since you were, I think you said 15. Uh, yeah. What was, do you remember what the seed of the idea for this song was? Yeah. Um, I was reading uh, Slouching Towards Bethlehem by Joan Didion. And there's this article um, in the book where she talks about going to San Francisco and hanging out with all these hippie kids, like in the 70s, all these runaway kids who would just like go and drop acid in San Francisco. It's like a really, really interesting article. But um, one of the kids was talking about his mom, who he like ran away from. And he said that she was an all-American bitch. And I thought that that was such an interesting title. And so I wrote it down. And um, But yeah, it, I, I love the song so much. It's kind of a, a satire about what I feel like the perfect, you know, all-American woman should be. And, you know, all these kind confines that, um, you know, girls and, and, and women are placed into in our society. So yeah, I, I really love it. It's a, it's a really fun one. And I'm, I'm very excited to play it on tour too. I think it's going to be a, a rager, hopefully. <laughs> Let's hear it. Here's Olivia Rodrigo with All American Bitch on World Cafe. I am light as a feather and as stiff as a board. I pay attention to things that most people ignore. And I'm all right with the movies that make jokes back. Senseless cruelty, that's for sure And I am built like a mother and a total machine I feel for your every little issue, I know just what you mean And I make light of the darkness I've got sun coming out of my pockets, best believe American Bitch by Olivia Rodrigo from her new album, Guts. My name is Raina Duris. You're listening to World Cafe. I'm chatting with Olivia Rodrigo today. So, Olivia, I want to go back in time a little bit. You've been singing since you were basically old enough to make sounds. What are your earliest memories of singing for people? Oh, I sang at the craziest events. I was so into performing. I would perform anywhere. Uh, my parents have a video of me performing at a grocery store opening in my hometown. <laughs> I used to perform that like... Wait, what did you perform at a grocery store? Like, what song do you do I as a grocery really, store I don't opening? know. I was really into, like, country. I was really into, like, Carrie Underwood. I probably performed, like, Before He Cheats when I'm, like, five years old. It's just, like, <laughs> funny things like that. And I used to... Yeah, yeah. I, I performed at, like, casino fundraisers in the lobby. I would just... I, I loved it so much. Um I don't know. I, 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 yeah, my parents must have been so weirded out by me performing at all those weird places. But yeah, I, I guess it paid off. So here I am. <laughs> I mean, they, I obviously they supported you lots. Um, is there a moment or a story in your sort of family lore where you, where they realized, okay, Olivia is going to probably do more than just sing songs in the living room or, or sing at a grocery store opening? Gosh, 
I'm not sure. I mean, in a really beautiful way, I think my family is so proud of me for all of the success that I've had in the music industry. But I also feel like they were equally as proud of me for like graduating elementary school. You know what I mean? Like it's very, they're very supportive all across the board and they, they'd be supportive of anything I do, which is just, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so lucky. Um, it's always nice to have people who keep you grounded. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. In 2019, you were on the show, High School Musical, the musical, the series. You wrote a song for it called All I Want. It ended up doing really well. I'm just going to play a clip of it right now. So that's a bit of the song, All I Want. When you're acting, you're performing other people's words and other people's lines. Mm -hmm. How did it feel getting to sing your own words on the show? Mm -hmm. It was incredible. I mean, I'm very grateful to um, the executives and, and creative people on that show who gave me that opportunity. I was just a 16 year old girl, you know, writing songs in my bedroom. And they're like, Oh, you should, you should, you know, write a song for this, this show that is, you know, that we're making. And I was, uh, I was really, really grateful for that opportunity. And I'm that, that song is so funny to think about. I, I can't believe I wrote it so long ago. It feels like yesterday, but um, yeah, I, uh, I love acting so much. Um, but I think writing songs has always been my first passion. And I remember the first time I got recognized for a song uh, that I wrote instead of a, you know, a character that I was playing. I think I was, I was in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I went to a drive-thru, and someone was like, oh, yeah, can I take a picture with you? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 from the show, from the show. And they're like, oh, no, I love that song, Driver's License, that you made. And it just, like, absolutely floored me. I was like, wow, so cool, because I feel like songs are such an intimate representation of who you are as a person. And, yeah. You know, not that acting is an intimate, but it's just, you know, it's presenting a different part of yourself. And uh, it was just such a cool thing. I just felt very, like, seen for a for a part of me that I felt, you know, wasn't always expressed. So it's yeah. a beauty of songwriting, I suppose. I think it's it's true too. I think about that a lot when I when you're on the radio. It's like your voice when you're singing. It's like going right into someone's ears. It's so <laughs> personal, right? It's a connection yeah. that is so different from watching someone yeah. on a screen, right? Completely. Yeah, music is just the most powerful medium. I think about it all the time. Like, um, you know, an author could write a book for four years and write 300 pages and someone could read it and not remember a word. And, you know, a, a songwriter could write a song in 30 minutes and suddenly like a arena full of people knows every lyric. It's yeah. just, um, it's so beautiful the way that music connects us all like that. I want to come back to Driver's License in a second, but before we leave uh, talking about your acting, um, I, I'm sure that there are lessons that you took from acting that you've been able to <laughs> apply to your singing and music career. What kind of stuff do you still think about when you're, you know, maybe performing on a stage instead of uh, in front of a camera? Yeah, I love acting. I, I think, um, you know, since I've been acting since I was so young, I, I, you know, I started, um, my, uh, I started Bizarre Bark. I, I was like 12 years old. Um, and so I think in hindsight, looking back, I think it was an experience that taught me that I should never be ashamed of my emotions. I was always so 
encouraged to be emotional and, you know, show sides of me that were angry and sad. And, um, you know, that was sort of the job when I was younger. And so I think in a way it sort of helps me with my songwriting and helps me be more front facing, um, with all my emotions, you know, however positive or negative they may be. So I'm I'm very grateful for all all those experiences. I'm speaking with Olivia Rodrigo today on World Cafe. She has a new album called Guts. We're going to quickly talk about your breakout single from 2021, Driver's License. That song, you know, won Grammys, it top charts, it broke records. Where were you? Because it would have been like the middle of pandemic everything. Where were you <laughs> when you first realized Driver's License was blowing up? Yeah, I was in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was filming High School Musical. Um, and it came out during finals week of my senior year. And so all of this stuff was happening and I was like hunkered down in my apartment studying like biology or something. I don't remember (laughs) what it was, but, um, yeah, it's a really interesting experience because, you know, all of that was going on, but I couldn't really go outside. So I didn't actually have a firsthand, you know, knowledge of, of, of how the song was, you know, exploding. Um, and so I I think in a way though, it was kind of nice that it, it was like that. I feel like it, um, helped me not be so overwhelmed. And from that song, we went on to kind of finish the record. And I think maybe if I was fully aware of, you know, how well that song was doing, I think I would have been a little bit more overwhelmed when I was finishing Sour. So everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. If you're just, if you're seeing kind of like numbers tick up on your phone or whatever, and you're getting emails, it does feel different than if you go outside and you're swarmed by people. (laughs) You got got to like dip a foot in first and then jump in. I have one more driver's license question before we move on, because this story kind of blew my mind. It was your second time you ever performed live uh, mm-hmm. after that song exploded on Saturday Night Live, which is is hard to imagine. That's a difficult stage for even like very seasoned performers. Tell us what was going through your mind the <laughs> minutes before you were stepping on, well, like the seconds were counting down. Oh, my gosh. I was so nervous. I don't think I've ever been so nervous before in my life. I thought I was going to vomit, truly. Sorry, that's too much information, but I was just like so scared. Um, Because I I love SNL. I think SNL is the coolest thing ever. And I've I've been such a fan of it for a while. So, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty insane that that truly was my my second time performing a song that I had wrote for people. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just that that trajectory of of that first album, it still blows my mind. I'm still pinching myself. We're going to hear Driver's License and we'll come back and we'll talk some more about your new album. Here's Olivia Rodrigo on World Cafe. And I know we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. And I just can't imagine how you could be so forever now I drive alone past your street and all my friends are tired from her 2021 debut album Sour that was Olivia Rodrigo my guest today with Driver's License on Roll Cafe I'm Rena Duras Olivia's new album is called Guts I thought this was really interesting you forced yourself not to write for six months after you released Sour <laughs> What was your thinking behind that? Why did you want to do that? I don't know if I actually forced myself or if it just really wouldn't come, but I don't know. I I, I think um, 
I think my life had changed a lot um, after Sour came out and I was on tour and it's actually really hard to write songs when you're on tour for whatever reason. I think your head is in a completely different you know, place. I've, I've met some people who have a good time doing it, but I, I was never one of those people. Um, but I think I just needed to kind of collect my thoughts and maybe live a little bit of life before I felt like I could write about it, you know? Yeah. I'm always amazed by people who can write on tour. It's like you are doing so much stuff and you're so tired. Like, how I know, are you doing this? so much, expending so much energy. It's tough. I, I did write some songs. They were just really bad. So but maybe next time, maybe next year I'll have better luck. We'll see. <laughs> where do those Where do those songs live that you write that never uh, get released? Is there like a voice memo graveyard on your phone? I have so many voice memos on my phone, like thousands and thousands. Um, but yeah, I feel like no one will ever hear them but me. And that's the way I like it. <laughs> it's my own little private safe. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously, you've toured lots since you've played a bajillion, a bajillion live shows <laughs> since uh, releasing Sour. Um, you made it having never really played a show like that before. After playing lots, how did gaining some experience performing live in big, front of big crowds help shape your new album? Yeah, I, I think it was a very educational experience for me as a writer going on tour and, you know, seeing which songs resonated with, um, you know, big crowds and which which songs were kind of fun for me to play live, too. And I definitely made guts with uh, the intention of of touring it. Um, lots of the songs are kind of really upbeat and, and driving. And I just wanted to make songs that people could jump and scream along to. What's the most fun song to play on Guts? Ooh, um, there's a song called Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. That's really fun. It's a very rock inspired song and um, it's a good one to scream. I, I really love playing it. Let's listen to some of it right now. This is Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. It's Olivia Rodrigo on World Cafe. from Olivia Rodrigo, my guest today on World Cafe. I'm Rena Duris. There's a theme that pops up in a few of your songs that I've noticed, and I don't like to assume what people are trying to say, but I notice things sometimes as I'm going through people's records. You hear it actually in the line, driver's license, where there's a guy who's, who's dating a girl who's older than you, and she makes you feel insecure. It comes up on this new album, too. I'm thinking of the song Teenage Dream. You sing uh, these two verses. You sing, when am I going to stop being wise beyond my years and just start being wise? When am I going to stop being a pretty young thing to guys? When am I going to stop being great for my age and just start being good? When will it stop being cool to be quietly misunderstood? And a lot of people, especially women, feel conflicted about getting older. How do you feel about getting older? 
A great question. Um, I wrote that song a few days before my 19th birthday. Um, and I was so stressed about being older, about getting older, you know, just in a way that I, I feel like we all are, you know, those of us girls who cry on our birthdays every year, kind of just being overly nostalgic. But there's an also there was also an element of, um, you know, feeling all of that pressure, like we were talking about in creating a sophomore album after the success of Sour, because, you know, I was very young when I made Sour. And I think people kind of thought of me as a maybe precocious young girl in some way. And um, it was really terrifying to me to think about, you know. Well, and you've how... been on set, like you said, for so long. Yeah, too. yeah. I was always like the youngest girl at work and, you know, all of that stuff. But uh, so I think the, the thought of getting older, maybe I, I thought that it reduced my like likability or marketability or something like that, something weird. Um, and so it was just all those emotions swirling in my head. And I, I wrote that song about it. And um, it's one of my favorites on the album. And it's really special to me. I feel like um, it kind of captured that that fear of, of growing up that I had felt for so long. But honestly, I'm 20 now. I'm turning 21 in a few months and I actually can't wait to get older. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Especially excited to turn 21. That's going to be a big one. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think those fears kind of went away a little bit, which I'm happy about. Maybe it took writing that song for me to get over them. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, 21, very fun age to be. So Yes, so excited. <laughs> We're going to listen to Teenage Dream now, one of the first songs that you wrote for the record, right? Yeah, first song. And the last song on the album, it's Teenage Dream from Olivia Rodrigo. When am I going to stop being wise beyond my years and just start being wise? When am I going to stop being a pretty young thing that guys? gonna stop being great for my age and just start being good when will it stop being cool to be quietly misunderstood i'll blow out the candles happy birthday to me cause your whole life ahead of you you're only 19 but i fear that they are parts of me and I'm sorry that I couldn't always be your teenage dream on World Cafe you just heard Olivia Rodrigo's teenage dream from her latest album Guts Olivia joins me today on the show I'm Raina Duris uh, your teen years and your early 20s we were just talking about growing up seeing other women navigate the journey from being on TV, being a, a Disney kid, to being a young woman artist who writes her own songs and crafts her own identity. Were there people that you looked to for inspiration? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always really had the desire to sort of forge my own way through the industry. And I feel really fortunate to be surrounded by people who've always been supportive of that and supportive of my creative vision. You know, I can write the songs I want to write and make the music videos I want to make. And I know that's a luxury that not everyone is afforded in this industry, especially young girls. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky in that sense, but I've always just been really inspired by female singer songwriters. You know, I remember discovering Carol King when I was like 13 years old and being like, wow, what is this? This is incredible. And, you know, people like Joni Mitchell, I've always just been really inspired by those women and, and wanting to kind of 
be part of their lineage. That's my, that's my, um, inspo, but, uh, yeah, I, I felt pretty lucky to, you know, be able to call so many of the shots in my career thus far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think that sometimes like you're operating this in this world where there's a lot of labels like pop star or Disney star where like there are, <laughs> it invites assumptions. People are like, well, you know, someone's pulling the strings. How do you make sure that you're staying true to yourself and just you're being you and no one is pulling the strings? Yeah. I mean, I think it's not fun unless it feels like it's coming from you. I think also think people are so adept these days, you know, I think they can tell when something's really genuine and when something's not. Um, yeah. I mean, I just love writing songs. I always think of myself as a writer before anything else. Um, and, uh, I just, I just make that my main goal to be the best writer that I possibly can be. And I think everything else kind of just follows suit. You mentioned Carol King and Joni Mitchell. Is there a song by one of them that you really love that we could play? Oh, um, oh man. My favorite Joni Mitchell song is, is Little Green. I love that song off of Blue. <laughs> Great choice. Here's Little Green, Joni Mitchell, Home World Cafe. Just a little green, like the color when the spring is born. There'll be crocuses to bring to school tomorrow. Just a little green, like the nights when the northern lights perform. There'll be icicles and birthday clothes, and sometimes there'll be sore. You just heard Joni Mitchell with Little Green, a song chosen by my guest today, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> I'm Raina Duras. This is World Cafe. Um, Olivia, even though you've had a, I would say, a pretty unconventional life so far, you can hear in some of your songs, um, like, love is embarrassing, um, or even, I mean, I've read it in interviews that you've done, that you have a wish or a hope for some of the more conventional life events, like getting married and having kids. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I got married like, no, on no. the weekend. So I'm not like judging conventional what? stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Congrats. That's amazing. Thank you. It was exciting. Oh my God, that's huge. Wow. <laughs> it's, Look at you and you're back to work right, right after. I know. Hard Can't be stopped. <laughs> you know, I always thought, I never thought it would be as like how everyone said, it really is as fun as they yeah. say it goes it by really magical fast. it was oh and i was God. never a person who wished like oh about my wedding one day and it was incredibly magical <sighs> i'm so happy for you <laughs> that makes me so excited <laughs> have you have you always wanted that stuff like ever since you were little yeah i really have um you know i i've been thinking about it a lot yeah like like you said in in love is embarrassing um, one of the songs off of guts i say I'm, I'm planning on my wedding with some guy i'm never marrying which is um a very common occurrence in my life and my friends lives uh maybe part for the course at my age but um yeah i uh I, I don't know i've always been interested in stuff like that um obviously not anytime soon but one of these days yeah i, I like why I, I was wondering why you think you might be attracted to those big life markers those things I don't know. Um, I think uh, I love my job so much. Uh, music is my passion in life. And, you know, I, I very quickly realized that, you know, you can reach the heights of your career and accomplish things that you never thought you could accomplish and, you know, reach all of these career dreams. But 
if you do that and you don't have, you know, people around you that you love, it, it doesn't really mean anything at all. And so I think um, it's just important to remind myself that, you know, the people you love and who love you, it, it always comes first. We're going to play uh, Love is Embarrassing in a second. And it does, it kind of reflects on that that urge to throw yourself 100% into something, you know. And and in this song, it's love, but it also seems to be something that you've kind of done ever since you were old enough to do it, <laughs> yeah. like your career. Um, <laughs> what is the next thing that you're excited to throw yourself into? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I can't come up with any like really introspective answer, but my true answer is I really want to get good at tennis. I'm starting (laughs) to take tennis lessons and I'm really trying to throw myself into tennis and get really good at it. So that's my dream right now. (laughs) The next thing will be Olivia Rodrigo tennis star. Yeah, (laughs) let's hope, let's hope. (laughs) Here is Love is Embarrassing. It's Olivia Rodrigo on World Cafe. Olivia Rodrigo with Love is Embarrassing from her latest album, Guts. Guts is out now, and Olivia has been my guest today. Olivia, thank you so much for this hang. It's been really fun. It's been great talking to you. Oh, thank you. I had the best time. And congrats on your wedding. It's so exciting. Thank you. Hey, here's a question. Maybe the song I'll play after this interview. Do you Have you ever thought about what you want your first dance to be? <laughs> I think about it all the time. I I have, like, so many songs picked out. I think it's going to be Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Beautiful choice. Or, or Melts With You by Modern English. Also, Love that also be- just have two. You'll have two. Yeah, what was yours? Mine was uh, I Threw It All Away by Bob Dylan. Oh, and then, precious. And then we played Spinning Away by John Cale and Brian Eno because we couldn't choose either. Of course. Have best of both worlds. <laughs> okay, I'll play Harvest Moon after this and then maybe even Modern English for you. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm Raina Duras back in a moment with more World Cafe.